You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, fam fam. It's one of your co-hosts. It's Carolina. Hope you guys are doing good, enjoying the season. Um, we're super excited with the turnout. With We had a lot of first-time features of directors who've been on the show, which gets us really excited and motivated as we're continuing on working on our first feature film. So we really hope you guys have been enjoying that too and, and feeling that positive energy to go and make make it happen. And the reason why it's just me, if you haven't heard on our last podcast episode with Raquel, that I got this really nice full-time industry gig that I've worked really hard to to get something in the industry that I feel like will help me grow. I'm kind of focused in the post-production world, which is new to me and really learning how films get distributed, which is really cool. But that being said, Tessa and I have opposite schedules right now, which makes which makes things a little challenging uh, for the pod. But we don't want to stop. We want to do this for as long as we can, even with the crazy pre-production stuff, because we think it's important to share our journey as raw and real. And right now it's a little crazy and that's okay. Um, so that's why it's just me. So you might have some solo episodes where it might just be hurt because we don't want to miss the fabulous guests that come through. And yeah, that being said, uh, we have another winner of a guest who is happens to be an award-winning director, Emmy-nominated producer, and founder of Tello Films. Tello Films, by the way, um, she just happens to have made her own SVOD platform, which is huge. And I'm going to have a lot of questions because that's not easy to do. And it just happens to, well, also it focuses on lesbian queer content, which we love, and is the first LGBTQ network to receive an Emmy nomination. So just uh, fucking incredible if I could say so. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Miss Kristen Baker on the podcast. Hello. Hey, Kristen. Hey. Oh, thank you for bearing with me on that long intro. Just need to update yeah, I the should fam. probably cut it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You've done so much. Um, definitely excited to pick your brain um on all the things but I first do want to like get back to um the find the the foundings of telefilms and how that came about and I'm gonna just kind of also input what SVOT even means and like why that's so cool to have done that yourself but yeah just want to go back into um how you formed tello yeah sure 
So tell us about, I think it's like 13 years old now. So we're actually one of the oldest streaming platforms um, that's out there. We actually started right around the time that Hulu was doing uh, the paywall. A lot of people don't remember Hulu was totally free and, and, and a, what they didn't call it an AVOD back then. But, mm-hmm. and then they realized like, oh, we should probably charge for this and you know, have commercials on here. And then right around that same time, and Netflix was releasing House of Cards. And so we were sort of like, like, oh, there's, you know, other people charging um, for for content, because it was also like when YouTube had like really hit, and they had all these like crazy rules, like nothing on YouTube should be longer than 30 seconds, and you should chop up everything. And it was really interesting um, in, yeah. kind of in reflecting on it. But um, yeah, so we, uh, I started it um, because I felt like there was a lack of um, specifically queer female representation um, and really wanted to have a place that could, where we could, I could create our stories and people would know what they were getting. And then we could also um, using a, you know, payment method um, give money back to people who are making content for the community. So mm. that's how it started. We started um, SVOD and then now um, we've moved into SVOD and TVOD. So we can do both on the site. Oh, wow. Can yeah. you differentiate? So SVOD, I know it's subscription mm-hmm. on demand. So again, like just what you were saying, it's having a subscription yeah, it's like payment. Netflix. Like Netflix, yeah, Netflix Hulu, is HBO, everyone's yep. SVOD. So then TVOD yep. is that TVOD is on- transactional video on demand. So that's rent or buy. So like I uh, iTunes, yeah. Um when Prime. you buy movies on there, it's a TVOD Prime has both, right? You'll see like, oh, right. this is for rent or buy, oh, or this is part of Prime. So they they have an SVOD and a TVOD um situation. Hulu only has, I mean, technically. Hulu kind of sits between an AVOD and an SVOD because if you pay enough, you don't have commercials. Right. But if you don't, then it's, you know, uh, AVOD. But traditionally, advertising video on demand is it's free, but you have to watch commercials. Um, And so, and then there's, I think there's now, there's called premium, I think it's called premium SVOD or premium TVOD. And that's what Disney is doing when you have to be a subscriber to Disney Plus and then you pay more for one of their movies that's just been released. Um, Oh, okay. And then there's the one that's, um, I'm going to forget the name, but it's, um, it's basically an, it's, it's, I think it's, it should just be called like linear TV, but it's like Pluto (laughs) or one of those that actually has programming. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and so that has another acronym and I, it's totally escaping me right now, but I'm sure some nice person will remind me of what it is, but it's essentially like, they program it. You can go in and watch it. And it, it also um, has commercials as well. So those are the different kinds of, of sort of online. um, Kind of reminds me of broadcasting a little bit, but it's, it's not because it's like, like you said on a a digital kind of space. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's OTT. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, uh, fam, <laughs> you can, there's so many ways to distribute content, which I think is really cool. Like technology has given us that gift and, and everyone now at the world in general is everyone's buying 
has the ability to access and have a phone. And so that's why it's just booming. The industry, the market's booming. And I didn't know that there's now these premium (laughs) versions, which it's just, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's probably just going to continue to grow. And I think that's, I mean, you've been 13 years in the game of that. So what, what's, um, I guess something that you're looking to continue to do with your platform specifically, and can our listeners who are creating content that speak to the platform submit and at all, how, how would that work? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We have a, we have a contact form, um, on the site. So if you have a short, um, or a feature or like a digital series, uh, you can use the contact form and then, you know, we obviously like quality check and curate, um, when we have submissions, um, and then, but we also use distributors and go through, um, you know, uh, sales folks to, to mm-hmm. get our content. And we do have a flat fee for sh- a short it's, we just pay a straight up licensing fee of $50. Oh. Um, and then we have it, I think our contract right now is for 18 months. And then, you know, if, if we want to renew it or you want to renew it, it's, we then pay you another $50. So, um, that's so but, cool then, to host like your short film right on yeah, the platform. Yep. Yeah. And so we, um, and then for, uh, features or for like longer series, we do, we pay, um, 26 cents per minute mm-hmm. or per hour, excuse me, of, um, of your content streamed and we pay out quarterly. Mm-hmm. And then it, it also depends on like, if it's exclusive or not, like there's a lot of right. boxes, but just in, in general, like that's kind of how it works. No, that's so cool. I think, um, yeah, we have a, a good community here that listens and I feel like they could, they can look into that and see if it fits. Please that, do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wanted um, to highlight your 2017 series, Sex and Execs, um, which earned oh, the, yes. <laughs> the Emmy nomination uh, for yeah. an outstanding actress. I'm going to just say this whole thing because it's so great. In a short form oh, yeah. comedy or drama series, um, she was Austin Powers actress, Mindy Sterling. And um, you also in 2019, your other series, Riley Para, she received two Emmy nominations, or the series is Riley Para, right. which received two Emmy nominations as well. So, Correct. How, like, that's so wild to me, and it still feels <laughs> like so like intangible in a way. If that makes sense, we yeah. are kind of like we're focused in features too, primarily right now. So I'm not even delving into series world. But how? Okay, first of all, congrats, yeah. and how does Thank that you. even like? happen I know. I, don't know. I, I, I still don't know um you know it's interesting so we we were submitting to the Emmys early early on in the process like now you have like Better Call Saul The Walking Dead yeah. um Carpool Karaoke you have like all these people who with these like much bigger budgets submitting but in the early days short form was like really you know I felt like it was more accessible and attainable to get an Emmy nomination for like a little like plucky series like ours and you know I think Mindy's came because people just love Mindy and she got you know so we submitted I'm a member of the TV Academy so I'm an Emmy voter and so we get one submission and then you pay for other submissions on top of that Um, and then there's this whole other process of like the for your consideration season and all of that stuff which again like we just don't have as you know money to put behind, 
but I think part of it was, you know, we did upload sex and execs to like a digital platform that the Emmys have where, you know, people can watch them. And then, yeah, Mindy was just like, people love her as they should. She's amazing. Um, and so I think we were just like, also like really lucky. We did a small digital campaign as well. Like we tried our best to utilize um, Facebook and Instagram to, you know, like put some stuff up before the um, Emmy voters. Cause to, you know, to do a proper like e-blast or an event is like thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. So, um, so we, right. we couldn't do that, but we did our best in our own like little gorilla campaign. And then also like they've changed it now, but um, Riley Parra was nominated for a daytime Emmy. And so they daytime Emmys had like whole digital series um, uh, categories. And so a, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of us had submitted for that. I think they have now since changed it and only children's programming can be nominated for a daytime Emmy. Um, and then if it's like not children and family, it's then you have to go to like the proper Emmys. But they had tons of categories that I don't know that they have anymore for digital series. So, um, wow. yeah. So, you know, there's just this onslaught of like people like me who are making indie content that you know, there was a big barrier of entry and we just found this like little space and we were like, aha. And then it's like <laughs> in two years, like everyone was, you know, off to the races and had kind of figured it out. Um, and but so, I, I think that's yeah. great to highlight that as like, again, our community is really independent. And, you know, if you are trying to, I guess something we've said on the show before too, is like trying to get your foot in the door, like stay, keep looking for what's new out there. And can you, yeah you know, make that, that kind of either platform or style of shooting work for you and, you know, be able to be one of the first, that's a great way to kind of like the nascent YouTube and all of that, just getting, getting yourself kind of that head leg up. That's yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And I think that's smart and something to keep, keep doing. I stay, stay open and stay like in tune with where the industry is going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think just also like, you know, again, if it's not too, if the barrier of entry isn't too huge, might as well. Cause you just like, never know. Like one of my movies, I hate new years that came out in 2020, I submitted it for an Oscar because there was like a little loophole because of the pandemic that you could submit, you could get like, so in order to qualify for the Oscars, you have to do a certain run at like a certain TV or, or a certain um, theater, or you can, you know, get into one of the film festivals. Um, I think it for like a short or something like that, that's like Oscar qualifying, yeah. and then you can submit. Well, <laughs> I, I had, I got this email from like this theater that was like, Hey, we can give you a letter that says you were supposed to screen here, but you didn't because of the pandemic. And I was like, for, you know, X number of dollars. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, Hey, I'm also supporting a theater that normally would have had all of this revenue. That was Mm. like a small theater, you know, during the pandemic. So I was like, okay. And it was for a fraction of what it would have cost me (sighs) to actually run the movie in the theater. And then I ended up like getting the letter and I really wanted to submit, I mean, I really wanted to submit for original song because we had some amazing music in there. So I sent it in and then the Academy wrote back and they're like, hey, not a problem. It's $10,000 to upload the movie onto our site. And I was just like, 
oh no so I just called him and I was really? like and I yeah I I think I emailed and then I called and I got this like super sweet guy and I was like look we're a tiny indie production I, I can't afford ten thousand dollars to like upload to your site is there any way like could, could you give me a significant discount? Could you, you know, do this? Cause like, you know, I have the letter from the theater and the guy was like, so nice. He was like, well, let me see if like you could qualify for like our scholarship. And so I had to write like this letter and I got, I was able to submit the movie and was, and because the Oscars, they don't charge you for multiple submissions. So I was like, well, hey, I'll just put everyone in. And there's a lot of other things that you have to do for original song. Um, but I was just like, why not? Like, like, of course, you know what I mean? Like we have like a a very popular actress who's fantastic named Candace Kane. And I thought, you know, if the, and who's trans, like, I was like, you know, if the trans community got behind, like, let's have a trans actor. Like you just never know what crazy thing could happen if you submit. And I will also say this, always pick up the phone and call people. I have had the best luck. Like I did with the, with um, the Oscars and I did it with the Emmys at one point in time too where I was like I had questions I needed to know information and I just picked up the call- phone and called people and they have I have always had the best luck like email's great email and phone call is the way another to level so yeah so no, don't be intimidated by like yeah. people who you if you think you're too small or like oh your project isn't whatever pick up the phone. You just never know. And people want to be nice. You know, they want to help you. No, I, I, again, like, I feel like it's easy for us, um, smaller teams, small independent crews and all that to think like, oh, there's just no way, like we could even uh, like qualify for an Oscar. Like there's just no way. And it's like, well, do you really know that? And like, I think go like you, you did, that leg up it's like you know how are you going to win the lottery if you don't buy the ticket like you went (laughs) to the site you looked like that's your way of like buying the ticket to use this poor (laughs) analogy but it's it's essentially I think we we do kind of put bears in front of ourselves sometimes to go for it you know or like you know yeah yeah, it's not my time or it's not this but you don't yeah. know. And like, I love that you said, I'm like, why doesn't I've done that too in in our own instances? Like, why not just like submit for all of, if we're already here, why aren't we submitting? Like, exactly. Okay. Like the worst that happens, we don't get in. That's you don't fine. get in. You don't get up. You don't get in. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. And something I'm definitely going to use as a takeaway as we like finish our feature and and look at like where it could really go and not limit ourselves I think that's that's really empowering um and on that note yeah we're 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 gonna be in the SAG ultra low budget kind of category we're going back and forth on SAG or no SAG for us (laughs) and I I know that's a great question I've done both I've done both ultra low and I've done non-union okay okay yeah so this is I'm gonna put it out here because we're we're talking um and we I think we're still gonna go non-union and this is this is why so the reason that would motivate us to go on a SAG ultra low budget of course is to get fabulous talent that will of course help bring in investors and like that is something that I've heard time and time and again and I know that's definitely a smart 
voyage <laughs> into getting crowdfunding and getting your film made and and having really talented people attach. Now, in our case, we're also starring it. This is why we went out to create this film. So, of course, we can. We actually do know some really talented. I wouldn't say maybe super famous people, but really talented, well-known in their spaces, actors that we would love to attach that would have to make our our project sag, but it wouldn't be replacing our parts in it. And so it's just like that battle with, is it, is it would raise our budget a bit more, which we could fundraise, but then again, it's like, it just keeps making our budget more and more expensive if we can somehow raise the the 40k where I'm not shy to share of the 40k that we need and um not have to you know lose what we set out for for this first feature film of ours and then hopefully we can like show our our chops and and be able to raise more and make the next one sag and continue on that journey but that's like the only reason why I think we've we've seen that would make us go sag is to like attach those other people that we have in mind. It's not even like a confirmed kind of thing. Like I would definitely want to have more conversations as the director and like, and see if it's actually a good fit. So that's, that's kind of what, yeah, you feel like you're in um, a kind of situation, that situation where if you don't have one, you can't have the other. (laughs) And I, I that's that's the only reason why I get stuck with like feeling like I need to go sag for this it's like oh well we won't be able to raise this amount of money if maybe we don't have that name attached but I'm I feel like we feel like we can <laughs> at this point in time yeah I, I I I would definitely say like if if you know it's it's I have not found that always having like names attached will result in the larger budget that you're looking for unless it's you know like super a-list talent um and so I just yeah if if you don't like the other people I actually had a call with a guy recently who was kind of positing the same question now I think he wants to be in it and he's sad so he has to do sad but his whole thing was I think I could get like this person and this person. Um, and then, and then I hear that will get me investors. And I was like, cool. Do you know investors <laughs> oh, like already that you can call yeah. And he was like, no. And I was like, then it's not going to do you any good. Like there are these like magical pools of investors that people know about mm-hmm. that have like, that are in the world. But yeah. until you can tap into that and go to said magical pool of investors, getting a name isn't going to do you any good. It's not like someone suddenly sees this person's name attached to your project and goes, <laughs> the huh, gates are I'm open. Give you $200,000. Cause yeah. you have, you know, Chris Hemsworth or, or whatever. Like if you can't make the call to those investors already, then right. you can get any name that you want and it doesn't matter. Maybe you could do crowdfunding and get his fan base or get the, their fan base. Right. But you would have to make sure that like, they're doing, they're, you know, putting it out on their socials. Like it's just, so it, yeah, if you don't need a name, I think the route that you're going is really smart. I really oh, do. Like, so <laughs> I would not pull a SAG contract. I'm not, I'm about, I'm going into production August 4th and I'm not pulling a SAG contract. It'll be the second time. Oh my gosh. Now, earlier this year, back in March, I pulled a SAG contract and, and, but it's just like, 
pension and health and fringes and workman's comp and all the things that come with that it's it's cost prohibitive for someone who's making a 40k movie you you can't do it now if you I, I do know they have, and I think it's for 20K, there is a micro budget that you can do. You've probably looked into it. Oh, yeah. And, I've worked on yeah. one too. And I've like, oh, okay. Yeah, came with its own uh, set of hurdles too, which, Did you know, okay. I'm, I'm grateful that there's a union, to, again, as also an actor, and I'm not union, but I understand like why it's there. It's so beneficial, right. but I, you know, I've run into, some roadblocks like doing such a small budget you don't get like a person to call like I've done the calling (laughs) and I've done like because I'm I'm someone who will get on the phone I'm not shy to do that ask questions and it's just like I got the runaround and it but it was fine like honestly the paperwork and stuff was pretty straightforward not to dissuade anyone from that because it's it's totally fine and doable um but I just felt like I'm like all right the paperwork but then upping it we can't do it for 20k and if we wanted any kind of correct me if I'm wrong actually this is a question is the Mm -hmm. like any chance of distribution to profit in any way that you can't do right because like commercially it can't be like shown or something in that in that oh I actually haven't read that about about um, micro or whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I don't know that. That's a that's interesting. I did not know that. See, I look for those things as the producer. I'm like, oh, that's where can I okay. can I distribute this? Like, yeah, then you it, know, then it's truly pointless. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, it's yeah, great yeah, yeah. if it's a short film, and I think I would totally recommend the micro budget if if like it's not gonna cost you an arm and a leg to to do and take you know take away from your budget, and you want to have SAG people involved then yeah like that's fine you're probably not gonna monopolize off of that but as a feature I would love that option um if we're I feel like I read an article that said they created that because there were a lot of youtubers who who are like really popular and they were making things like little short things for like under that and their friends who were sag who wanted to do it because it would help them for exposure, weren't able to do it because they were like, well, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And so that was one of the reasons they created that level. Okay. I did not know that. that, that that's what I read. I don't, I, I just, yeah. when I was doing my research on it, that's what I, that's what I read. So there might be some things that like, you can't do a theatrical distribution for it, or you can't. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I think that was smart that you looked into it. But I think you're making the right, absolutely, you are making the right choice. The fewer, there's enough headaches that happen in making a feature. So if you can take off an entire like section of that, which is like, as you know, SAG, SAG paperwork. Well, now with COVID, like whatever other additional costs that takes for testing, um, yep. you know, again, I've had other people have con- connected with and they tell me it's really it's doable. It's not that bad. Just raise more money for it. But I'm just, I want to keep this as don't, small. Don't you contained. love the just, but Caroline, don't you love the just raise more money for it? You're like, oh, oh, is that all I need to do? Need. Is that all I need to do to solve that problem? Like it, whenever yeah. someone says that, I just want to punch him in the throat. I was like, do you know how hard it was to get what I have? And then your answer to solve my problem is, oh, just, just go get more money. It's like, oh, my tree hasn't bloomed yet, but when the money tree does, yeah. I will grab it. I'm like, oh, for Pete's sake. Like, that's absolutely the most infuriating <laughs> answer. 
I know. I will I know. never give anyone or you that response because it's not a real one at all. No, it's like, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> That's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was that all oh, I need yeah. to do. That's all I need oh, to do. I know. If only I talked to you six months earlier. <laughs> it's it's like and and granted those people have been successful in their own ways about it but I do think it's like it comes again with time with knowing investors with knowing and I think those people would be gracious enough to connect me so I'm not gonna speak you know ill of that whole circumstance but I don't think it's working for what we're trying to do I I really it just doesn't fit doesn't make sense it's not it's making yeah more headaches more problems (laughs) so we're we're gonna do crowdfunding of them fam you will hear more than enough about it when we fully launch um and good luck god bless yes 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 and that's why like the schedules and adjusting we're taking our time to you know do it once and do it right <laughs> that's the goal <laughs> like yeah we, we've soft launched our own for bigger um type of organizations and you've inspired me like let me try and get these phone numbers like I think that's what I need to do personally is get on the phone with people and like really mm-hmm. share why I'm passionate about it but yeah crowdfunding we we have um we're we're feeling better we're, we think we're gonna get a team involved to really just oh good do have you ever it. done one before no, not for my I can, own. Listen, I can give you a whole, po- I can, we can do a whole podcast around crowdfunding because I've done a ton of them. I can tell you all the horrible mistakes that I've made. Oh my gosh. I've, like, I've been amazingly <laughs> successful and I have been not successful. I will say this, do not do t-shirts. Thank you. I do not want to do t-shirts. Do not do t-shirts no matter what someone sells you. Don't thank do you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kristen, we will have to do a part two. You're coming back next season. Happy, happy will... to. I've made all the dumb mistakes for crowdfunding and I am more than happy. And I've done a lot of panels on it and, and stuff like that. So in fact, I have, let me just, I mean, people can't see this on the podcast, but what you are looking at are a bunch of envelopes. Yep. Or that I have to send out for script cover pages that were signed that I gave away or oh not gave away, gosh. but I sold <laughs> as part of my last crowdfunding campaign that I did in, when did I do that? February, I think. Anyway. And so I'm fulfilling, it's a Christmas movie. So I'm doing a Christmas in July fulfillment of some of the perks. Wait, what's and the then, title? Cause I think I saw it on your IMDb and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> well, I had this, this is my fourth holiday lgbtq holiday round from so the this most recent one is called mary and gay oh i don't know if that's the one i saw well, i've, I've season gonna... of love i hate new year's christmas at the ranch and mary and gay those I are think it, and then i think it was mary and gay and i was like wait this is like lgbtq meets hallmark meets like everything i want yeah <laughs> like, yeah, Christ- yeah yeah i love it it's like very hallmarky yeah I love that (laughs) because who doesn't love watching a good hallmark like good hallmark Christmas movie where you're like yes I want to see this small town (laughs) you know yeah girl come and meet the love and it's just so great I was I was I was looking through your stuff and that that was really cool cool. (laughs) I, I loved that so we might have to like yeah put some Christmas time blasts around that, that time. Cause yes, yes absolutely. Well, hopefully it'll be coming out on something big and important this holiday season. So we're just finishing up post right now on it. Hey, fam fam. Have you heard us raving about Jambox yet? 
because let me tell you, it's such an amazing tool for filmmakers, podcasters, advertisers, and anyone who needs music for their projects. Jambox.io is so versatile. They've got songs and sound effects organized by artist, genre, mood, and tags. And they're actually affordable. For as little as $9.99 a month for independent creators, $6 a month for students, or $19.99 a song, you can choose whether a subscription-based membership or a la carte pricing works better for you. And they're flexible. For individual creators, to commercial, to advertising, to theatrical release, they've got you covered. Plus, they're constantly growing and evolving. With new songs and playlists all the time and customer service on point, they really do have everything you need. We've been working with them for a while now and couldn't be happier. That's why we have a special coupon code for our listeners. For 10% off your purchase, make sure you enter code FEM10 at checkout. That's FEM, F-E-M-M-E, 10 at jambox.io, where they connect creators with ridiculously good music and sound effects. Um, that's very exciting. And I just, to, so I, we're going to have to have like a crowdfunding sesh. Cause like, yeah, we're going to learn so much, real. um, a real, real, real happy. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but to go into like, again, our budget, I mean, I, I'm curious, like with the budgets you've worked with and you've been able mm-hmm. to produce high quality content at, at a low budget, um, output mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is there is <laughs> it's such a stupid question, honestly, like, what's the secret sauce? Like, other than, you know, (laughs) writing a story that isn't, you know, psychotic to your limits and, you know, that's, that's the first one. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Something that that works for, for you. Um, I mean, I think this, the secret is, uh, finding your team Mm -hmm. that will come who you can't pay enough. Yep. That, we have a team the, attached the that's the also why we're not like yeah. I don't feel reliant to go sag or whatever like we have this strong independent team yeah. that I'm so psyched for mainly women holla femme regard and yeah. we're like let's go let's make this movie so I'm yeah. glad that you said that because that is a strength that we also like have yeah. coupled in our team yeah huge. No, that's huge I think I you know the the group that I work with I'm really lucky that I they they work they come back and it's not because I'm paying them a lot of money um (laughs) but it's because they really have this bond like the crew like just they just really like each other I mean I might go so far as saying they they love each other but Mm. and so because of that like and my shoots aren't super long that's the other thing like I know as a director like how many pages a day that my DP and I can get and so we will, you know, do our best to maximize the number of pages. And my gaffer by this point, who uh, um, also just my DP and my gaffer just like totally get along and love each other. And that's important. So it's like, there's a, there's a, so I, I know like, okay, I can get X number of pages in a day, which means I can do a 12 day shoot. And, and this is how we're going to break it up. Here's how many, like, if we have a company move here, here's how we're doing it. And so, um, I think that's how, and I don't run crazy long days. So like the longest day I've ever done is a 14 hour day. And that was like four movies ago. And I still feel bad to this day that I did that, but like, I've been able to 
make sure that like, even though a lot of indie productions will run like, cause they have to yeah. 17, 18 hour days. And oh. I'm just like, and then you burn the crew out. And I'm like, nope. Nope. So I run a, I run a set where like everyone's treated with respect. You know, I learn everyone's name, you know, they, they just, everyone just gets along and loves working together and we don't burn them out and we have fun. And when you do that, you'll get people, you'll find your tribe, like you'll find, or you'll find your group, right? Like you'll find the yep. people who are your ride or dies and they'll come back like over and over again um, oh, yeah. because of that. And then, uh, and, and so that's how you do it. You get people who, who should be getting paid more because they're amazing and oh, yeah. do get paid more on commercial shoots and like, you know, other projects, but really love like stretching and being part of the creative team. And, and then you pay them whatever you can based on your budget. Oh my God. No, a uh, perfect example is um, I brought on this producer writer, Sushi Krishnan on my show and I got to UPM and kind of helped produce her last project. And it was the best set I've ever been on. Like, again, yeah. like treated everyone fair and, and, you know, not didn't overwork everyone. And like yeah. literally with the catering, like small things like that really cared and, and did just did the best that everyone walked away being like, oh, this was just the best set. So she's shooting a project in August. It's I'm going to shout it out because I think the message is really important. Um, waiting room and it talks about abortion rights. And I think that's really mm. important to, to show. Yeah. And it's funny because right when everything kind of when America <laughs> hit the shit, hit the fan with America, um, I was just thinking like, man, I, I want to be a part of a project that's supporting that message. I think we need to see that in the forefront of like a woman's experience. Yeah. And um, I was just like, man, I really, I really want to get involved, but I'm burnt out. Like right now, starting a new job, fundraising my film. Like I don't have time to write, produce, film, edit something at the moment. And she popped up in my inbox and I was like, she, she's like, I wrote a script and I read it. I'm like, and this is exactly the project I want to, I want to do. And she's like, yeah, man, I'm going to have to like take out a lot of my own funding, like my own money for it, but it's, it's worth it. And I was just like, girl, I just donated to it today. And I'm like, don't pay me. I'll be there two days on set. Like, done. like (laughs) I'm I'm here for it. And, but I'm, I'm sure she's gotten pretty much the same team back. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one. So that's just an example. I think that, you know, when you do treat your crew fair, everyone just wants to support you and come back. Yeah. So I like, I think that's a really, really great point that you make. And I mean, that shows the kind of director and producer you are as well um, oh, to keep doing this. I mean, like how many, I guess it doesn't matter, but are you also writing and, and, you know, putting this like year after year, your own films out? Like, it just sounds like you have a lot coming out too. And that's a place I'm excited to be at in my career one day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have, um, most of the, these projects I have writers on and then either we'll collaborate or Mm -hmm. I'll come over and like, we'll spend time, like just being a creative producer and working through, you know, the story. And then, then at some point I do usually need to take it and rewrite based on location. Mm. Um, and so there's the one Christmas at the ranch and Marion Gay, I actually rewrote pretty significantly. So I went ahead and took a writer credit 
um, on those just after yeah. it was sent in for whatever reason, either the writer didn't have time or sure, maybe they just weren't like, I just knew the location a little bit better. And I was like, Hey, I'm just going to take this and like finish it. And so, but like for something like I hate new Year's or season of love, I'll just get like, give a ton of notes on or the Scarebnb movies that I'm doing. I'll just give a ton of notes on them and then just do like very slight rewrites based on like location. Oh, that's, that's really great. I mean, that way you're not, because I feel like to be, it makes sense why you're able to like handle a lot more at one time because you're not sitting like I'm doing after our podcast, some more revisions on my script again. Yep. (laughs) We all know we're happy with it, where it's at, but still like there's the work just doesn't like stop for like a full thing. Yeah. 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 Well, and I have a couple that I've written like on my own. Um, yeah. But for some odd reason, I just haven't quite produced them yet. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> we got to get that. I know, right? Out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know why. I mean, I think timing too is like, there's just when you feel, you'll feel it. I think when you need to like yeah. get it out there, it won't, yeah. it won't be something you can ignore, I think, at some point. And yeah. you got to listen to it and go. So that's what I've, I've learned. I'm like, you got to just got to do it right now, then, you know, get it done, get it out. Yeah. Totally. No, I, I, I think that's, that's really cool in it. And um, that's awesome that you have a bunch of writers that you get to collaborate with. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great fun. Um, another question that I thought I'd ask is, <laughs> How have you been able to connect with various investors to keep, you know, funding these projects? Yeah. And is it just like this one person that you showed, you know, what you could do and press them out of the gate and now they're just your forever investor? Like, that's what I've heard yeah. in the past. But yeah. what if like you don't have that connection from the start? Sure. So um, speaking of crowdfunding, so before I made my first feature, I was doing shorts. And so I did quite a few crowdfunding or um, digital shorts. So I would crowdfund a little bit for those uh-huh. um, in addition to putting telefunds behind them. So we would always go out to try and like get a little bit more. And, you know, the, well, the, the first one I raised, I think I raised like, which was because it was a property that was already known. So this is not normal. But I had a filmmaker and two actresses who were unbelievably popular um, in the uh, LGBTQ community. And so working with them helped me raise, I think we raised like like 65,000 or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah. And that, and that was, yeah, yeah, that, well, actually that was, let me take that back. The first project I ever crowdfunded for, I think I raised like 15,000, like one five. Then the second project, I probably raised another 15. Then that one came and it was like 65. But again, it was because of the known people. Right. Um, and then, so really what happened was, is when I was, when I was ready to like make my first feature and knew that I needed to figure out how to do equity um, financing, I actually went back to my, anyone who had given, I think it was like seven, 750 or more to my crowdfunding campaigns. That's where I started. And I, Mm, and I had a, I had a minimum, um, uh, investment. So the minimum investment was 5,000 that you could put into the, um, that you could buy in, and then you could go above that. 
And then I also had like a really good friend who, um, who just happened to be like, I want to help you. And so on my later movies, he actually found people who were like, had an, a little extra money sitting around and maybe wanted to invest in support projects. And so he would bring meetings and help. And so wow. that's kind of how it first started. I had a mentor, I had two mentors who really helped me understand how do you structure something for equity investing? Um, and then I just started going through like who had given in the past, who had supported, I, you know, put it out on, I no, I didn't put it out on social media now that I think about it. But in the crowdfunding, we also had an investor section. And then mm. I would always put like, if you'd like to give to this, please contact me personally, like send me a message because then you, you do have to go through paperwork and stuff like that. Right. Some people just gave, they're like, Nope, I don't want paperwork. Here's the money. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, that was going to be my yeah. next question. Like when you said equity crowdfunding, you met, do you mean like traditional investor crowdfunding in that sense? No, no. It, okay. I, I, which you can do. I think right. Indiegogo and some other ones allow you to do equity investing crowdfunding. I did not go that route. I separated it. I did crowdfunding where you got perks and mm-hmm. you got to get invited to certain things. And then I did yeah. investing, which you get an ROI on um, for your investment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So got I it. kept those, but I just put it out there that I thought someone might have the capacity to give 5,000 or more and I want to be able to unearth them. So it was a way for me to find- Really get that those contact. People. Yeah. Right. And so- Mm. Um, but it was like years of, you know, kind of cultivating through crowdfunding. And then I was really lucky in that my movies, be, you know, because of Tello, cause I can put them on there, have made their money back. And so I would reach out to my investors and say, Hey, would you like to roll your investment into my next movie? And like 80% of them every time have been like, yep, sounds good. So I've just been able to roll. And then I would wow. send them the paperwork and yeah. So I'm, I'm lucky that I've had people who are just like wonderfully supportive who, you know, they've invested in like four of my movies and, you know, haven't seen a dime yet, but they, but their money keeps, you know, rolling over. So, right. Right. That is, that is really awesome. And I think, um, in order from what I'm hearing, it's just kind of like one of those things that you have to get started to get anywhere, um, with finding, you know, those kind of contacts and people like, do a crowdfund get get put yourself out there and and start to see where you can dig deeper to make those actual connections yeah I think I sent like a message also to everyone on my Facebook contacts I don't I don't super curate my Facebook like so if I have friends in common with someone else I'm like sure let's be friends and then I was like you know what I'm asking all these people for money (laughs) if they wanted to invest and so I put it in there and, and I did find one person from it. Um, so it's just like, I think the biggest thing is you have to, you can't be afraid to ask for it. Right. And I think that's, what's the hardest thing to do is not feel like oh, I'm asking someone for <laughs> movie yeah. money <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah. But it's, I think you have to build confidence too of what you're trying to make and do and, and Mm -hmm. just remind yourself, well, why are you even invested in this? Right. And, and I think that that could help. I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things now. (laughs) No, I mean, it's true. Like you have to be like, it's okay. You know, if they say no, but 
you're in no worse of a shape just like the you know submitting and phone calls it's like hey so, do you, you want to give no oh, okay cool think of me next time or you know um so Kristen you haven't knocked on like all your doctors and dentist doors asking I'm for not, no, that no. would be kind of weird I do I, I do think you have I mean it's it's yeah it's a lot of people will be like have your family give and yeah and my parents are very have given to my crowdfunding campaigns and some family members have as well sure. but um yeah I've never I've never done the family thing for like um angel investing in a movie yeah 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 no I yeah. think to get like an x amount you need to try and like reach outside yeah. of that that network yeah oh yeah that's gonna be real fun for us <laughs> It's going to be real great. Um, but that's, that's fine. That's part of the journey. That's what we're here for. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the things you've directed and just so I get to also learn more about you as a director and I think our, and where our community too can tune into your stuff. Cause I see that you did win also best for best director at the London Rain Dance Film Festival. Guys, she's just full of accolades. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> pimping her out. Um, <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it because uh, we love the Rain Dance Film Festival. Somewhere we'd love to land one day. We love Elliot Grove. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing contact for us and has partnered with Femme a couple times. So oh, he loves cool. independent filmmakers. And I think they just in general, they do. They really support the community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you won, uh, an award for Maybell, which, so do you always do series? No, you don't. You do uh, features as well, but I'm like, this is another right. series, um, which yeah. is great. It was a, it was a web series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I first started out, I did web series because I could, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have enough money to make a feature. So I was like, okay, well, what should I, what should I do? I'll do web series. And so love um, it. Work yeah, with what you got. Early work work. With what you yeah, got. exactly. Yeah. And, and really at that time too, it's what, it's what was, I don't know what the word is, but it's like what, and you know, it's what I could, yeah, it's what I could make. And, and what kind of people were talking about a little bit, cause like YouTube was still popping and it was like, Oh, like, you know, Issa Rae, made her jump, yes. you know, cause she had awkward black girl and that went and, um, broad city. So there was a lot of examples of, of things that had, had, had popped. Um, and so, yeah, so that was what we would, that's what we would put out and it would be, you know, again, and I needed original content for my site. So we would mm -hmm. put out a new episode each Sunday and it was only five or six minutes, but it was at least something new we could talk about. Um, right. that, that we were getting out there. And so uh, at first, Tello was exclusive and it was really hard. We're non-exclusive now, but it's hard to license. And we didn't license content. Because it yeah, had to that's be original. super expensive. Yeah. I can so sure. that was why we kind of, you know, like could make something that's a half an hour and then you chop those up into five minutes and then I have a month and a half of content. So that was kind of the thought process around that now or back then when we, when we did it. Okay. And then in 2000, yeah. And then in 2019, um, I realized I had two Emmy nominations or three, excuse me, three Emmy nominations. I'd worked with some amazing people and I still could not get press to cover me to save my life. I was not taken seriously as a, oh as an SBOD. 
And so I was like, if I'm going to get taken seriously, I got to move the features and I have to figure out how to fundraise. Like I need to figure this stuff out if I'm going to continue. Cause I, cause this isn't sustainable. Right. Um, and happens so to a that, lot of directors. I think it's like, all right, yeah. I've done the short films. I've done this, but you still don't see me as even like remotely yeah. successful director. Yeah. One part of it was like, no one would cover Tello, like, you know, so because no one wanted, you know, no publications were covering short, like, you know, shorts. again, unless you, yeah. yeah, unless you had some huge name or, you know. Totally, totally. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's also what pushed us to just work and learn from our first feature because I feel like it's a medium that you can like kind of put out there and get more PR for and like, yeah, oh, really absolutely. showcase your chops in a way. So yeah. I see why you felt that way. Cause that's also why we're like, we're going to just go and do it. Like, sure. We, yeah. you know, we, we've been working and talk like just, it's a longer form medium. It's a giant ship. I'm not saying like, it's not, it, it has its own things, but you're, you're telling a story at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. what it comes down to. Um, so that's, so then was Tello like founded, um, right from the start of your career it sounds like just because all these like other shorts and and web series that you've created you've kind of just like funneled the two like hand in hand so what is it kind of yeah. like a, a no, that's of, exactly it yeah, yeah I was I I lived in LA in my early 20s for like three years I worked for the Writers Guild and Regency Productions oh my gosh. And, and then I ended up getting out of the industry for just bizarre life changes happened and then I ended up going into nonprofit work and so um I worked for the yeah and then I ended up in the midst of that nonprofit work really missing film and filmmaking and storytelling and so that's when um I I sort of like with another filmmaker friend of mine co-founded Telefilms and did that as a side gig so that was just sort of like my plucky fun side gig, which is probably also why it was like short form content. Cause it's all I could, you know, shoot oh at gosh, the time. I, I know. have to shoot on weekends. So, um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know and that so, life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I, I, so that, so that's kind of how Tello was founded. So it was always going to be kind of like my fun side short gig. And then until it became not my sorry, that's that's you the know. that's I feel like everyone's goal like when you can't yeah. just afford to do this full-time it's like we'll keep at it and it right, will become right. what it's gonna become of what you yeah, make totally. out of it so that's very yeah. inspiring to hear because that's like what yeah. I hope to do like right now I'm learning yeah. and I'm excited to be where I'm at and I it's a grind but that's life <laughs> like I want to I think too like I think nonprofit organizational work is really fascinating. I was even trying to get in that space for filmmaking um, and see if I could be a program coordinator. I, I was literally like trying to find my way of where I could like learn and amplify my project management skills and all of that. Um, but I think you do learn a lot when you're put into working something outside of the industry and then you're like, but I'm still a great up. So you come back, <laughs> like, you know, totally. So I think it, it everything works, um, I think, as well, hand in hand. That's just like yeah. the beauty of life. <laughs> so, so are you true. are you in L.A., st- um, back in L.A., or have you ventured I off? split my time. Yeah, I split my time between Nashville and Los Angeles. So I'll be I'm in L.A. like 
two, usually like two weeks every other month or one nice. week a month, you know, it just like, yeah, it just sort of, um, just depends on what I have, what my right. schedule is, what meetings I need to take. So. No, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. We, yeah. we, and we like to know when our listeners are in town or, I mean, our listeners are guests and friends of the, the show. Cause we, I think it's, um, that's why we like living here for sure. We yeah. get, uh, get to meet up with people when they, when we can. So yeah, that's awesome. And do you like, um, do you like Nashville? I do. I grew up here and my family's here and my friends are here. So very much. It's a great city. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And is it a a filmmaking hub? Is there like. Not as much as I I wish it was a little like I I have found my like film family here. Um, For the most part, I do. I I bring a couple people in from LA, but I've finally after years of scratching around. So it has become a little bit more indie friendly. I think yeah. it was the, it's, it's, you know, in LA, you know, if I was like, I have, I have a film family in LA too, but like if I, someone couldn't do it schedule wise, I would go on Craigslist and post a job for like a second AC. And within 24 hours, I'll have 40 people who've done yeah. amazing work, email me their, their resume. And I'm like, Oh my, you do not find that I think that is unique to LA. Maybe yeah, New, I agree. York, New, New York, I'm not sure. But the bench is so deep and people are like, I'm not working, I'll do it. And they don't have right. an ego around taking a smaller rate. I think sometimes in Nashville they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been really hard for me is to get people who don't see it as like an ego hit to take a smaller rate because that's what I have in my budget. So I wish there were, it was a little bit, deeper or people were hungry like one of the things I used to put in LA and I try and put it in here is like hey this is a great networking opportunity like you will get other jobs from working on my job and that's actually happened to a good number of people um and you know I I I try to get that and that's super valuable in LA because that's oh my god it's everything yeah but I, I don't find that Nashville has people who maybe are as hungry for that or no, or I don't know. It makes sense. No, it it does make sense. Um, I could see that. And that's uh, again, no, we, uh, what's been cool about this show is talking to people who aren't also just here in LA, like where other film hubs are and what it's like out there, because we live in a day and age where you can make a movie in other States and be profitable. And it's, it's definitely possible. But yeah. I do love LA for reasons such as what you just said. <laughs> it's like easy to find crew. Yeah. I can connect with people. But yeah, now we we live in a virtual space too. So it's it's awesome to like yeah. have this podcast and, and meet people like you, Kristen. So <laughs> that being said, uh, where can our community find you? List all your socials, telefilms, yeah. everything. Yeah, so uh, I am uh, on social on Twitter and um, Instagram. I'm Kristen Tello, and that's C H R I S T I N, Kristen Tello. Although it's not actually my last name, my last name is Baker, but I will have a lot of people think my last name is Tello, but it is not. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then Tello Films is just T E L L O, like hello with the T, Tello Films <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, and Twitter, 
And then Tello and my production company, A Baker Productions, have Facebook um, uh, page. I don't know if they're fan pages or what, yeah, but they're pages, pages totally. um, that I post on uh, quite a bit. And oh, so good people to know. Can, and then Tello Films is just the URL, and we have apps on all the major platforms. Um, so you can download our our lovely little app onto your smart device yes. and OTT television. Yes, that that's where it's at. This is where we've arrived. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, listeners, go check her out. Check out her work. Check out the app. Download it all. Like, subscribe, all the things. Um, and it was such a pleasure pleasure to speak so with you nice today, devoting to your Sunday. You well. <laughs> so thank you Absolutely. for Absolutely. My favorite topic. So uh, happy, happy to always chat. No, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely invite you back on. Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge. It's uh, We oh, love having yeah, guests who are transparent and willing to share. It's, I think, something that I try, we try to do back too. So yeah. thank you. That's, it's awesome. really important. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at FemRegard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.